0: Spoonful of here we go. Hey everyone, I'm Paolo. Okay, today is a special episode because I am gonna be talking with EGOT winner, Uh you know who it is, Whoopi Goldberg. You guys, it's our 12th season and I have been dreaming to interview her since day one, so it's finally happening today. And there's gonna be so much to talk about from her new film, Till to her new book, Two Old Broads. Ah, So much on cover, but I'll see you guys with the one and only Whoopi Goldberg. You ready? It's recording. Okay. Are you ready, Whoopi? I'm ready. Paul. Okay. Thank you, <laughs> Whoopi. Oh my God. Okay. So I first want to start by saying to you, Whoopi, I've been waiting 11 years to have you on our show. You know, it's just my husband and I, and I know your team's probably like, he's emailing us again, but to have you on our show, I want you to know I am forever grateful to you and your team, and I I just love you. That's it, I love you, thank okay? Thank you, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, okay, so we wanna call this month, uh, Whoop-Vember, because you got so many things happening this month, okay? And let's yes. do a yes. quick summary. We got, you got your amazing film, Till, that has been in the works for 22 years. And I encourage everyone to go see it because it's, a film that everyone must see because it's just it's 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 breathtaking so you got yeah, that it really is it yeah. really is and you got you're an author author Whoopi. you got this book over behind me okay that you co-wrote okay yes. two old broads it's phenomenal it's funny um i loved it and then of course we got talk show host Whoopi on the view season 26. i mean Whoopi, did you ever think that at this age you would have so much on your plate and working on these incredible projects
1: i hoped it would be like this. I hoped it would be uh, still interesting and still engaging for me. You know, I get bored easily. So (laughs) I'm very happy to not be bored. And you know, it's funny you have the book there, Paula. It's my friend, Dr. Hecht, you know, M.E. Hecht. she, She was an extraordinary woman. She was a great surgeon at a time when there were not Surgeons like her, and she did was a hip really did dealt with folks' hips. But I met her at a fashion show
0: in 2010,
1: in show. yes, that's right. Because she was a mech, she they were dressed, she dressed and she looked phenomenal. And I was sitting next to her and her friend, and I said, Can I just say y'all look amazing? Because they were like, Boom. And that's how we became friends, just having a conversation because I, when I looked at them, you know, the Contessa is her friend uh, and it was, and I said, "What?" Well, she said, well, I'm Contessa and I'm, you know, Emmy Hecht. And I was like, wait, wait, did she just say she's Contessa? I don't know any Contessas. She was my first Contessa. And so the two of them made it a point to stay friends. They made sure they knew where I was and we would talk a lot. And and when Mary Ellen wrote the book, she she, you know, she just passed. She was like 94, 95. And she really wanted to get the idea of giving folks a way to age with some grace and some humor. And she said, my book's dry. Come on and help me do this. And I was like, what? Well, really? And she's like, yeah. I said, I know nothing about major surgery. She said, just talk about the stuff that I'll write this and then you write some stuff. And so that's what we did. So we did it in tandem. And so, and then of course, earlier this year, she passed away, devastating because I was so excited to get her to talk about just her own history. And why a hip surgeon? And, and why do you love opera? And how come you, what, what made you uh, a fashionista? You know, I, I just, they, the two of them, the Contessa's with us and the Contessa I, I adore. And I, I really wanted to make sure that I got this done before she passed, but she knew, she knew that we had gotten a publisher and that the book was coming out. And so I feel like it was okay that she went when she
0: needed to go. Because I know... I I remember you saying in an interview that this book was her dream, you know, was her dream, this book. And and there's so many wonderful stories in here. And you guys give great tips from, like, your physical, you know, health to your mental health. And I enjoyed reading it so much. Um, If she was here next to you, you know, what do you think she would say to everyone who's watching this interview to try to make people real? Because, look, I'm 46 years old and I love this book. You don't have to be like an old, old broad. Like, you can just, anybody can read it, you know. So what do you think she would say if she was here next to you? Well, she would say, we are all old broads. You know, 25 year olds are
1: all broads. You know, we're what you have to take from this book is the best way to have the greatest life you possibly can. You know, the tips are, you know, and there are sometimes you have to encourage people. People think, oh, I've gotten to be a certain age and, you know, I don't think about this anymore. It's like, no, that's not true. You are thinking about it. You know, you're just scared of it. So stop being scared and, here are some ways to to engage so she would just say to people you know take some time take some time and and figure out how you're living are you living the best way you can or can you do it better can i help you that really is what this book is about.
0: You know, I I love, I really, I loved the relationship you guys had together. You can, by reading it, you can feel it. And I just felt like I could just image, I could see it, you know? And I, and I also love the relationship that you have with Barbara Walters, because I have to tell you, one of the best decisions she's ever made was asking you to come on The View, because I've been watching it, you know, with my husband when it premiered in 1997, and then you come on in 2007, season 11, and it, you just bring something, I think because you speak for so many of us, especially for the LGBTQ plus community, and and as a matter of fact, we were there a couple of weeks ago when um, at a taping when Senator Ted Cruz was on the show. Oh we uh, like, yes. Oh yeah! But you, Whoopi, you did something that was so beautiful because you know the audience was nervous and was intense, like you know with the the you know with the protesters. But you used humor to make us feel relaxed because you know we didn't know what was happening. We got we got yeah. nervous, and I we yeah. were in the front row. But it was just so comforting to see you do that. And it's such a skill. Do you always, when things get intense, do you try to use like humor to like lighten up the mood so people can just chill and feel safe? Yeah,
1: because I, you know, when people are tense, anything can happen, you know? And so you want you want to get everybody just breathing, breathing and chuckling, you know? That was, that was you know, I don't think anybody was anticipating anything like that. And so we had to find our bearings, you know, to to get back to what we were doing, you know? So it it it, it required a, a lot of breath. Wow. We, we were all breathing a lot at the table.
0: Wow, it was great. Yeah. You know, I know um, you had such a beautiful relationship with your beloved mother, um, who had passed away in August of 2010. You had a beautiful relationship with your brother who passed away in May of 2015. Um, I just lost my mother earlier this year at the age of 65. She was my everything. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to ask you, how have you been able to move forward? Um, because I remember you said a couple days after you said, you said, no one will ever love me like that again, meaning your mother, you know, yeah. because you remember yeah. you saying that. So how have you been able to move forward and still honor your beloved mother and your beloved brother?
1: Well, here's the thing. And I'll say this to you because I it's what I write to my friends. There are things that you will never understand or be prepared for. This is one of them. And the thing that you have to know is that we all think, okay, if I get through the next month or the next couple of days and then it'll be over and then I'll feel differently. This is going to be with you always. And you have to be prepared for the strange times when you are overwhelmed with it you must just go and sit down and do whatever you need to do if you need to cry cry if you need to stomp your feet stomp your feet if you need to yell yell get do it and once you start to recognize that this is going to happen it's not going to happen every day all the time but it's going to be for a while you're going to be because it's no one has said listen you have to uh you have to be prepared for someone to leave because even when they tell you, when it's when it's a parent, it is vastly different. And when it's your mom, that's the first connection to life, you know? So your grieving is vastly different. It is going to be vastly different. And so you have to make it work for you. So if you are out someplace and you hear a piece of music or you're standing there talking to somebody and her smell wafts past you, you're allowed to stop and say, I just, that's my, did you smell that? And sometimes they say, no words, I just felt my mom walk by. Invite people into it, you know, and don't push people away. They don't know how to talk to you with this loss unless they've been through it. It's very hard. So you can't be mad at your friends who may not know how or may not have reached out. As you think that, why didn't you do? Because they don't know how. It's really hard. It's a hard, that's, this is the hardest one. You know? This is the hardest one. And so you you have to be forgiving of people and you have to forgive those closest to you because they may not be going through it the same way.
0: Thank you. Like I will remember that. I will remember that. You know, I remember your mom said a long time ago. She said when you were born, you came out head first, uh, one arm, then the other arm, and you had she you had your thumb and your in your mouth and, in the line. And, <laughs> yes, and she knew you were going to be special. And she always yes. told you, Whoopi. She said you can dream big, but just always be yourself. So that yeah. eight-year-old girl, Whoopi, who I think your first, you were a teapot, an elf, yeah. and you were um you were and a yeah. bunny. You were. I knew there was a third. Yes. You were a bunny yes. at the Rubenstein Children Theater. When you did that, did you know how special you were and how talented you were, Whoopi, at eight years old? No, all I knew is I really liked being other people. And it was
1: not because I didn't like being me. It was just, I liked to be, I mean, I could be a Martian from outer space. I could be anything. I could be anything, go anywhere. I could have any kind of story I wanted to. And her attitude was, there's nothing wrong with that. Because I wasn't saying, you know, you don't see me, you don't love me. It was all about, I think this is what I like. And she'd say, okay, it's hard work, you know, but sure, go ahead. And my brother would go, all right, do I have to continue to listen to you read the Oscar speeches you've written? Because, you know, I'm six years older than you and I don't want to anymore. And so we were all you know kind of okay with that but then of course i made him go with me so he had to hear the last speech anyway
0: oh my god i love because i know when you were a kid you would always do your oscar speeches to your mom and your brother so then when you won like for ghost in 1991 like i just can't even imagine how proud your mom and your brother must have been of you because here was the little girl always doing this you know making the speech every year and now you're on stage i mean You know, Whoopi. my last question is this, really, because this is why you inspire me. Because I remember in the late 70s, you were saying that you were on food stamps and you were getting $64 a month for you and your daughter, Alex. And I think it's so incredible because you worked your butt off. You believed in yourself. But I'm curious, what was it in you that made you say, I'm not going to give up on life? Even when things, because, you know, there were times people were telling you, oh, you look different, you sound different. But that didn't stop you. So what was it, Whoopi, that was inside you said you know what i'm gonna go for my dreams i'm gonna go for my dreams and no one's gonna stop me
1: well, there was i just didn't know what else to do i mean it was it, this was the thing that i wanted to do and and i was prepared to always be on stage or in a community theater as long as i could do it as long as i could go and act and you know getting to be in the movies was not something i ever really thought about seriously for myself i always hoped i could make a movie but you know see well okay i can always be an actor wherever i can go do what i do anywhere and so that was always my thinking and and because i knew that if this didn't work i could you know go and do bricklaying or i could but i would always have the theater to fall back on that was my fallback position was the theater you know and and movies in my mind these were the things i i could you know do if you know i had time during my brook Lang job yeah
0: yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know? It, it's nice that it, it took a different kind of turn
0: oh my gosh okay yeah. so this is what we want to do Whoopi. be i have something that i'm going to send to your team um because you're such a huge inspiration to all of us, what we've done, my husband created this, we're gonna give you this award and it's a legend award because you definitely are a legend. So we're gonna give you this, it's a legend award that it has all of your pictures. Patrick, oh here's God. another copy so you can yeah, speak closely. Yeah, yeah. So here's what it looks like. It has all your pictures, you know, from Sister Act, Ghost, uh, uh, it, um, you, you, Star Trek, your Broadway show, The Color oh, Purple. Oh,
1: this is wonderful. The t- you two, this is gorgeous. You didn't have to do no, that. No, this it's is wonderful. what it
0: says. This quote that's on this 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 award. This is it's your it's your words. You say, "I am the American dream. I am the epitome of what the American dream basically said." it said you could come from anywhere and be anything you want in this country that's exactly what i've done so that's why we're giving you the spoonful apollo ultimate dream award because whoopi you deserve it you deserve it you inspire us all you're a beautiful soul and um we just love you okay (laughs) thank you
1: Paulo. that is it's to both of you it's just this is
0: magnificent thank you you're welcome i know my mom is looking down you know when she was sick she had cancer during the 10 months, uh, we watched Sister Act, so, and she just loved you so much. So I know my mother made this all happen as my husband was saying this earlier. So like, she's looking down and I know she's proud of me and you know, she's
1: always proud she of does. you.
0: So, yeah, you know, of
1: course, you know, she's proud of you. You are her child. She raised you to be strong, to know where, where you were going to go and to take your time getting there. And she's with you always. You won't always feel it, but what I
0: will tell you is, are you a sleeper? Do you, do you sleep? I'm a sleeper, but I'm not a napper like you, because in the book you say you're not a napper, and I'm like, Patrick, I'm not what? a napper either, but oh. I, I'm a sleeper if I can get my mind to quiet down. So there are sound machines to help that happen.
1: Pay attention to your dreams that's where she'll come and see you thank you well actually both of you the both of you pay attention to your dreams that's where she'll come wow yeah it's true
0: this is all i have to say i love you you're an angel and everyone go see till get the book to old broads christmas is coming holidays are coming it's a great gift for everyone and whoopi from the bottom of my heart Thank you for being a guest. Thank you, thank you, thank oh, you.
1: It's an honor and a pleasure. Thank you.
0: Thank you, thank you. Okay, Whoopi, have a wonderful day, and I'll see you maybe at a taping of the View. You never know. Yeah, okay, come back, come back and see it. I will, I will, again. I promise, okay. I will. Love you, Whoopi Goldberg. Say goodbye. You. Thank Say goodbye, you, baby. Patrick. Cheers, Patrick. Thank you, yeah. Patrick. Thank well, the two of you. you well, you welcome. We'll send this award then to your team, and then we'll make sure you get it then. Okay. 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 Love you, Whoopi. Have well, a great love day. thank you. Thank you. Oh, Bye. Thank you. Yes. You're welcome. You're welcome. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Bye, Bye. y'all. Oh, my God, so beautiful. Thanks for joining me today on the A Spoonful Apollo podcast. For tons more interviews or the video version of this episode, visit our website, aspoonfulapallo.com, or our YouTube channel. I'm Paulo Presta, and I hope you always remember to dream big. 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 Spoonful (laughs) Apollo! (laughs) I love you, Oprah. Bye, everyone. We'll see you next time.